What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. What you need to know being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Here she is, Lindsay Baseball, with what we all need to know. Well, Cappy, what you need to know today is that two fast, iconic food chains will soon be joining forces. McDonald's is partnering with Krispy Kreme, testing out donuts at select locations. Starting this Wednesday, McDonald's will sell Krispy Kreme's glazed chocolate with sprinkles and raspberry-filled donuts at, like I said, select locations. They're going to be available both at the counter and at the drive-thru, and they will be available all day while supplies last. And like Krispy Kreme shops, the donuts will be delivered to the locations fresh daily, and customers can buy one or a six-pack. So, of course, if the test run is successful, McDonald's will likely expand the donut offerings to many more locations across the country. So, yeah, that's what you need to know. Donuts at McDonald's. Huh. I'm just thinking They've of myself. They've had McDonald's donuts for a while, though. But they're going to be selling Krispy Kreme. Donuts. Oh, now that's what they should do. Good job, because I just jumped in because I was in the restroom. But because their donuts that they had previously? Not good. Not that good. I don't remember McDonald's having a donut. So I know this because my kids love, obviously, like every little kid loves McDonald's, right? They love a Happy Meal or whatever. So every once in a while, you know, like if I'm picking them up and they're like, hey, you guys want to have a yeah, Happy Meal? Okay, great. All right, so we go through the drive-thru. And then one time I saw the thing for the donuts and my daughter's like, hey, can we have one of those donuts? I said, all right, cool. And they're like little, they're like a, they're like a donut, but like you can rip them apart. They're like little donut holes, but like stuck together basically is what they were um, in a circle. And I took one piece and I was like, ooh, this does not taste that good. I gotta be honest with you. I feel like their pastries in general are usually subpar. So they, I've never, I'm not a big apple pie person, but people swear by their apple pies. But the, um. Now, if they're getting Krispy Kreme, that's the move for them. See, I saw I just, the best. I saw the best tweet about this over the weekend. It's someone said, "I, I can't credit them or whatever." I'm sorry. Uh, they said this is like Kevin Durant signing with the Warriors. That's fair. That is fair. But you know what? If you can sign Kevin Durant, you do it. If you're the Warriors, I just feel like um, number one. I haven't been to a McDonald's in a while, and it's interesting we're having this conversation because recently, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about stopping at a McDonald's. I blame Steve Mason for this. Yeah. When Mason told us a couple weeks ago he left the Dodger game right. and he got two Big Macs and I think a 10-piece McNugget and yeah. fries, yeah. ever since that conversation, I've been thinking about a Big Mac. And right by my daughter's high school, mm-hmm. there was this McDonald's. It's been there for forever. Mm-hmm. They tore it down mm-hmm. and they rebuilt it. Oh, okay. So it's completely brand new. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm going to hit a McDonald's, that's where I'm going. Yeah. But I'm so close. Last night I got I landed at like ten thirty at night and I was driving home and I'm yeah. like, gosh, a, a McDonald's greasy double cheeseburger that's hot and it's hot because no one orders a double cheeseburger. I never had a Big Mac. Oh my god, Big Macs are fire, but you I haven't never had, had a one Big in Mac forever ever in your life. No, or a double cheeseburger. What? Double cheeseburger, really? I Big Mac is fine. It's sort of overrated though. It's a lot too much bread for me. Well, that's the thing I said to Mason. Go, Mace. Six pieces of bread on two Big Macs? He's like, yeah, it was great. I'm like, I understand that fluffiness. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's something for you. Here's something you need to know. Not really, but I'll just tell you anyway. Excuse me, we were talking about donuts and McDonald's. I have gone a week without processed sugar. Good job. That's great. I wish I could do could that. Could you pull that off, Cappy? Just natural sugars, like fruits and stuff. That's yeah. I mean, if I really, really, really committed myself to it, yes, I could. Um, but as you know, I'm just, I, I admit it all the time. My discipline 
He's just not there at I, all. I'm, I'm looking to see how long I can go. Because now, and I have good discipline. Because Funchy put two milkshakes from um, the the chicken place, right? Mm-hmm. What was the name of the place? Dave's, Dave's Chicken. Dave's Hot Chicken. Dave's Hot mm-hmm. Chicken. Two milkshakes. Yep. They were caught. I opened the freezer and they were right there in front of me. One right in front of each eyeball. And I was like, I touched the, I touched the cop and I was like, no. Yeah. And I, I closed the door of the freezer and I walked away. Well, that was like last week we had somebody brought in donuts. I think it was you, George. You brought donuts brought in, in donuts. for Mace. I didn't eat them, but I no, brought them. No, I didn't eat them either. Yeah. I didn't even, I did not eat them either. And then Carlo brought in a thing of donuts that looked amazing. Yeah. And I didn't eat any of those either. Yeah. You can do it, Cappy. Do it for a week. See how you feel. So I haven't had, you say no processed sugars. Like I'm thinking about what I've eaten today. You can have today. like fruits. You can yeah. have, you know, like re- you know, natural sugars. Yeah, but I haven't had any, I can't even think of anything today that I've had. I went well, like no, a coffee months creamer. when I coffee first creamer. went on a keto. I went like three months without, but now I give myself one cheat day a week because otherwise then I'll just like go crazy and binge. So yeah. like once a week I, I'll eat some candy. Grapes are good for you in the sense of like they're filling. Because yeah, but they're, they're, there's a lot of sugar. No, in grapes. I know, but it's natural sugar. There's a different processed sugar is really what gets you, I think, from a weight standpoint. Because so I I I looked up like I have a friend who did Noom. Are you familiar with that thing? Yeah, I actually did Noom for a minute. Yeah, and what is they, Noom? Noom is uh, like a diet thing, but it's like a psychological thing, and it gives you like a list of foods, and they're different colors, right? Like there's like the red foods, which yeah. you can only have like twenty percent of or twenty five percent every day. Then there's like yellow foods, which you should have the most of, like forty five percent, and then green foods, which is what you would expect—fruits, vegetables, things like that. And it's like another twenty five percent or whatever. And um, grapes, they think gra- grapes are a good snack because they're anything made with water, for example, right? Like grapes are filled with water. So because of that, they will fill you up more than, let's say, a raisin, which is dried out and doesn't have water in it. Hmm. That's kind of the logic behind it. Here's something else you need to know. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the Patriots and Mac Jones. They just scored a touchdown. Well, they ju- well, thanks. You just ruined it for me yeah. because you're 15 seconds ahead of me. Yeah. But they changed quarterbacks in to, to start the second quarter. They, they went back to Zappy. The Zappy hour. Yeah. Yeah. And Zappy came in, and the crowd went nuts. And then just as you said, they scored a touchdown. Yeah. I just saw it. By the way, the Patriots just scored. It's 10-7. <laughs> don't worry. I hate Z- that you're so far ahead of me. Yeah. But now, I don't. is it a touchdown? Because Jacoby Myers fell, and then he was like crawling to the end zone. And I don't think he looked like he had control. Well, there was that, too. The ball kind of bounced a little bit, and then they touched bit. him. Uh, I, I feel guess like they'll, we'll they'll see. keep it. Nonetheless. I, I just love that, that the Patriot fans are all into this zappy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. He's like their new Tom Brady. Yeah, how about that? I mean, uh, the other guy gets hurt, Jones, and Zappy comes on and becomes a sensation just the same way Drew Bledsoe got hurt, and now Brady comes on and takes over the job. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good Mac good Jones is going to want to trade so bad. Honestly, I was kind of surprised that Mac Jones was a first-round pick. Well, how about that he became an immediate starter? I mean... Well, they didn't have much of a choice. Who was there? They had... Uh, they oh, had gosh. the kid. Uh, no, what was no, they had the Brian guy, Hoyer? Well, they had Hoyer and they had someone else. They Cam, had, uh, who was it? That uh, the kid that's at the Raiders now. No, I was thinking about the backup the, with the Raiders. What's his name? They played at Auburn. Stidham. Oh no, but I was thinking Jared about uh, yeah. about what's his name that used to be the Carolina Panthers quarterback. Oh, Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton. Well, they had Cam, but they had Stidham too. I forgot about him. Yeah. So, anywho, yeah, um, I don't know if this is a touchdown or not. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But Zappy Hour has started again. So, the what do you what do you do if you're the Lakers here, man? Like, here's the thing. Like, what are like reasonable solutions? Like, how, do you do you think? 
Like, if I told you right now, hey, Miles Turner, expiring contract, he's a seven-footer, he can block shots, he can rebound, he shoots threes pretty well, especially for a big man. Um, Buddy Heald doesn't play defense, but he is a knockdown 40% laser, as LeBron would say. Friggin' laser man. And would you take that? Because I feel like that would at least make the Lakers like a real playoff team. And maybe they don't, you know, they're probably not a contender, but they're at least like interesting. Wait, what are you, are you saying, would you take those two guys for Russ? Yeah, just do it. Yes, yes, of course. They're going to want both picks though. can't do that. They're going to want both picks. Can't do that. Okay. Come on. I mean, those guys are, we've had this conversation. I know they're not worth it, but man, this thing is only going to get harder. Yeah, but you know what, George? I'd rather do this. What would you rather do? I would rather say to Russ, say it to him. Go time ahead. to go. Time to go home. We no. don't need you anymore. Nope. Okay, nope. you're you're fired. Nope. Okay, we're gonna pay you, but you're fired. Nope. And I'd rather just go ahead with the team that I have, mm-hmm. because I think that it's been pointed out over and over and over again. Yeah. His energy. Yeah. Is potentially. Yeah. And I think it is. Yeah. But contributing. Yeah. To. A, uh, again, I said it earlier. It's a black cloud that hangs over the entire franchise. LeBron is asked about it every game after the game. He don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Darvin Ham has to answer questions. Yeah. I don't have time for people's feelings. Yeah. Um, we're pros, and yeah. we're trying to win. Yeah. And I think we could actually be better without him, Yeah. period. Mm-hmm. So addition by subtraction yeah. is the phrase. What happened to the first three games? What happened? It's only been twenty-one games now. Well, that was earlier in the show. Oh, I see. Yeah, that was earlier in the show when Sorry. I was trying to, you know, preach confidence. Oh, okay. But what I'm saying is, yeah. is that if if I felt like there's no trade happening because no team wants to help me, yeah, no team wants to take this off my hands. Forget about expiring contracts versus expiring contracts. No, nobody wants to help me, and nobody wants Russ anymore. If I had to fire Russ and send him home, I actually think the Lakers would be a lot better off without him. Down a body, I actually think the Lakers would be a lot better off without him because I think his energy is such that everybody on this team has to worry about him and his ego. And I think that sucks. One guy. Everybody got to worry about one guy. Everybody got to answer questions every day about one guy. It'd be different if he were great. But he ain't great anymore. He's not. And by the way, so the Lakers play Wednesday against Denver. They've got some time off. Uh, they're at Denver, then they're at Minnesota. Now, look, they played Denver twice in three nights, but not twice in three nights, but twice in a week. They should win one of those games because Denver is still trying to – like Jamal Murray hasn't played in forever. Michael Porter Jr. hasn't played in forever. Like they should win one of those games, even though I think Denver will be much better at the end of the season. But, again, now, now then they got New Orleans after that. So New Orleans, Zion got dinged up. Real quick, guys, like a hip contusion. So they're going to be cautious with him, obviously. But I just saw Brandon Ingram got dinged up, too. He's going to be out for a little bit now, too. And then they got Utah. Now, in theory, that should be easy. <laughs> but Utah's like 3-0 and to start the season. They haven't hurt. The, apparently, the players haven't figured out they're trying to tank yet until they start trading more of those guys. <laughs> um, but then they play Lindsey's Cavs here. Sunday, November 6th. The day that Mark Cates will be running the New York Marathon. I'll be at the game. They're going to lose to the Cavs, though. If anybody wants to go. They're going to lose to the Cavs. I want to go, but the day before, Saturday, uh, USC is hosting Cal, and I'm going to go to that game. 
So I don't You're know. You're gonna go, go to USC Cal? Spend yeah. the night now. Are you gonna be in Boney's booth? I am. I am in Boney's booth. The That's Boney exactly booth. Right. right. Yeah. Nice. You're welcome. As not in, like as in not not as in thank you. You're welcome. Oh. As in you're welcome. Like you you are welcome to join if you'd like. Um, when is it? What day? Saturday, November fifth. Saturday, November USC Cal fifth. Where am I on the NBA calendar? Actually, I could go to that game. Yeah, we're gonna go. It's gonna be fun. You and Rach, uh, me, Rachel. I got another friend and his wife who's an alum, and uh, I don't probably bring probably bring my daughter. You know, and I don't bring in a whole a whole crew. You know. Hmm. Maybe. I'm a, I'm a hard maybe right now. Okay. Think about that. I got to see what the kids' uh, situation looks like. I also am Saturdays contemplating. Saturdays are tough, as I've told you. Yeah, I also am contemplating this Sunday. I'm thinking, I'm trying to figure it out. Oh! I, I, I want to do the LAFC Western Conference Finals of I was the just going to say, Austin FC yeah. is coming to the bank. Right. After LAFC took down their rivals, the Galaxy, now LAFC is in the Western Conference Finals at the bank on Sunday at noon. Yeah. You should just stay downtown if that's the case. I know. I'm thinking about it. Just stay a week. Rachel can work out of a hotel room. Probably. She probably wouldn't be loving me, but she, she probably could do it. Yeah. I, I still blame this. My, my, I've told the story, but my best friend. How about this, you tell me the story on the other side? Uh, everybody's heard it. Oh, okay. Well, just tell us again anyway. It's his fault. All right. And speaking of college football, poor UCLA, man. I poor just see. I, I, ba- I feel bad for them this past weekend. They got motorboated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. We'll get to that next. Thank you, Christopher. As you know, 710 ESPN is the only station giving you a chance to win $1 million, and it's not a national contest. Cappy may knock on your door. Listen every Monday to play Million Dollar, Million Dollar Mondays, and congratulations to our guy right here. Who's our guy? Alfonso Mendez from Santa Ana, shout out to the OC, is here. You already won two tickets. You get the Rams-Niners game this Sunday. Congratulations on that, pal. Thank you, thank you. All right, so here's the deal. You get one chance here to win $1 million. So basically, you got to pick the two Super Bowl teams, and you got to pick the exact score that each team will score. If you nail that, if you nail the two teams and you nail the exact score, somebody's showing up. With a check for a million dollars. I'll do it. I will be there. I'll bring it. I'll bring one of those big-ass checks and knock on your door and deliver it myself. Come on, dude. Do it. Go ahead, Alfonso. What do you got? Uh, well, I got to go with my home team, so I'm going to go Rams versus Bills and being 28-21. Uh, All right, pal. Well, good luck to you, okay? And we're going to put you on hold. So there you go. Rams, Bills, 28-21. I know Cappy's just disgusted well, I mean, right guy now. D- guy doesn't want to win the million dollars, clearly. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Dude? All right, hold on, Cappy. Go ahead, Funches. Congratulations. <laughs> should have elevator music here, Funches. If you right. have elevator music, right. it's do, usually do, is what do, we do here do, after. Do, I, no do. one should. Someone should have told you. That's it's our fault. We should have told you. But if you got elevator music, here's the time to play. It's like do 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 something like that. I mean, on the other hand, I give this guy a hard time. You know, he picks the Rams. All right, and it's. Only I mean, he's because, got the tickets to the Rams Niners. Right. So. I mean, look. I, I'll tell you right now. If you said to me right now. Who is the team that will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? The Eagles. I, I mean, right now, I guess I would go with the Eagles. Yeah. But by the my, way, time out real quick. The Zappy Hour is on. They scored. Oh yeah. They turned the ball. They got a turnover on defense, and now they've scored another touchdown. And the Patriots are up fourteen ten. Right.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So so all of a sudden, the energy has completely changed. Yeah, Mac Jones is done. Right. Well, okay. So, so this is exactly what I was talking about relating to Russell Westbrook. Energy. There's a negative energy around yeah. the Lakers, and it is emanating from Russ. Eminent front? Eminence front? Correct. Yeah. Um, so if you got rid of Russ... And you couldn't get anything for him. Well, I think just not having him around might be better energetically well, listen, speaking. They're not even guarding him. Here's the number. So Russell Westbrook has the worst percentage of <laughs> of jump shot opportunities that he's guarded on. So basically, when he shoots a jumper, he's the guy that's least guarded in the league because people know that he can't shoot him. Think about how disrespectful that is. Like, so like disrespectful. Real, right? I mean, we saw it yesterday with Nurkic. Like, he literally, like, barely... First of all, they put Nurkic on him. Like, let's start with that. The Clippers put Zubats on him the other night. And so Nurkic ba- barely even swiped at the ball when he took the jumper in that crazy situation everybody's talking about. But here's the number. Do you want to guess, guess what the percentage of jump shots that he's guarded on? Um, uh, 15%. No, bro, not that low. Come on. 25%. 41%. Now, to give you context, the second guy in the league, mm-hmm. like the guy who gets guarded the least after yeah. Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. is Aaron Gordon on his jumpers um, from the Denver Nuggets. Now, he's also not a jump shooter by any stretch of the imagination, but he's an athletic phenom like Russ was at one point. And his number is 60%. So nearly 50% more, like, you know, in theory, like from 40 to 60 is 50%. Um, nearly, he's guarded almost half the amount of times, or Russ has guarded nearly half the amount of times less than Aaron Gordon, who's number two on that list. From 40 to 60% is 50%? Yeah, 50% of 40 is 20. Yeah, I mean, if I would have said that, I would have been very, I would not have been confident in my math. I yeah. can just tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So look, here's the thing. If you um, are playing basketball with your friend, yeah, and you're out at a park, right, and you're playing one on one, yeah, and your friend wants to shoot a three, yeah, and you back off because you're like, go ahead, yeah, shoot, take hey, that if you, one. If you if you make it, good for you, but I'm going to get the rebound. Yeah, that is that is exactly what teams are doing to Russell Westbrook. 100%. You want to shoot? We 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 would love for you to shoot. Yeah, feel free. We're going to double team this guy over here, LeBron. More often than not. And we're going to leave you all by yourself because we don't think you can hit anything. Right. So go ahead. Shoot. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You enjoying the game so far? Go ahead. There's nobody defending you. Are you enjoying that? Yeah. Feel free. Yeah. Um, You also were suggesting that people feel free on these Million Dollar Mondays to pick someone other than the Rams is what you were trying to suggest to poor Alfredo Montez. Oh, excuse me. Alfonso Mendez. Mendez. Well, well, but again, here's the thing. And I said Mendez because uh, the way you spelled it, Lindsay, it looked like a Sorry, my handwriting is sloppy. It's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Shout out to Santa Ana, the OC. I, I just will say that if you said to me today, all right, listen. Pick a Super Bowl. Pick the two teams in the Super Bowl. Philly, and score. Philly and the Bills. That's where I, I would go right, right now. Yeah. Right now, today, yeah. Yeah. I would take right the Bills and Philadelphia. Yeah. 
or or maybe I would even just try and go out on a limb Minnesota a little bit. or something. Yeah, I mean, maybe I would even just again I'll, I'll go crazy. I'll pick the New York Giants. Right, right. All I'm saying is is that the Rams thus far, and they were off this week. Yeah. They don't look, they haven't looked like a Super Bowl contender and I'm being realistic here. Yeah. We talk about how can you fix the Lakers? Yeah. How can you fix the Rams yeah. when there are no offensive linemen available to you? Well, they did try to get Christian McCaffrey and Linz. You told me they were like really close, like in regards to what they actually offered. Um, yeah, the I think Carolina the only, Panthers. Yeah, I think the only difference was um, a fourth rounder. Yep, a fourth rounder that the 49ers added in. So yeah. they could have had him. Right. But Christian McCaffrey on the Rams, he's a nice little piece to have. But when you don't have an offensive line, I mean, I guess maybe you but put he, him out in space. He helps because he's at least a safety valve in a qu- for a quick toss. You know? But I got to say one thing. Yeah. I love Christian McCaffrey going to the 49ers, not so much because it's good for the Rams, yeah. but because it's a great story. Did you hear any of this story this past weekend about McCaffrey and his relationship with the, with the 49ers and in particular with their coach? Have you, did you hear anything about this? Uh, no. So here, here it goes. So, so when Christian McCaffrey's father, Ed McCaffrey, right. was playing for the Denver Broncos. Correct. John Lynch coach, was on the team? No, no. The coach, oh, yeah. Kyle Sh- Mike Shanahan was the coach. Mike Shanahan yeah. was the coach. Yeah, yeah. So Kyle Shanahan is a kid. He's right. whatever he is, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. And Christian McCaffrey is a kid. He's like two or three years old. Right. And Kyle Shanahan would babysit for Christian McCaffrey as two young kids. Right. They've known it's each other. Like their Rachel whole... and uh, the the LAFC, uh, um, the the gentleman who calls who does our LAFC. Uh, Mark Rogandino. Mark Rogandino. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Ro Ro Rachel was Mark Rogandino's babysitter. Correct. And I guarantee you, to this day, he still has fantasies about what that was like. Okay, now you know. But here's the thing: um, for Kyle Shanahan to have been uh, Christian McCaffrey's babysitter, mm-hmm. to have known him his whole life. Mm-hmm. To uh, have John Lynch, a Stanford guy, going after another Stanford guy. Yeah. You talk about, like, trust. Yeah. Hey, we've got our guy who can help relieve Debo Samuel, who doesn't really want to run the ball out of the backfield, and we know what we've got in this guy. We've got our guy. Yeah. And so, I, listen, it's not good for the Rams, but it's a great story. It is a great story. Now, it would have been a great story if UCLA could have gotten to the USC game undefeated, but, I mean, look, Oregon... I don't, I don't want to be mean to the UCLA people because I think that they've had an impressive season to this point. And honestly, there were a couple – that game, even though it, it the score – I feel like the game was a little closer than the score indicated. They just couldn't get off the field, right, like defensively, which is weird because UCLA's defense has been really good this season. But Oregon just had the perfect plan. And here's the other thing. Oregon just has so many more athletes than UCLA does. Like They just have a – better, more talented roster. So for UCLA to win, they A, didn't, they couldn't settle for field goals, which they settled for a number of field goals. And B, their defense just had to get off the field at least once because remember, I don't know if you watched the game, but Oregon scored a touchdown and then they got an onside kick and recovered. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just like when that happened, it was like, oh no, like this thing is now really spiraling out of control. And, and Oregon was a team coming into the season that everybody felt like if the Pac 12 was going to have a representative, yeah. Yeah. it was probably going to be Oregon. Right. Maybe it would be Utah. I'm not sure anybody really gave USC a chance at the beginning of the year. Oregon winds up losing the first game of the season to Georgia. They got. Uh... They, they got motorboated. I mean, boat raced, but yeah. Okay, let's just have this conversation <laughs> yeah. for a second here, because I, I clearly am making a mistake. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, obviously. So, so motorboating, I thought mm-hmm. that when one team beats another team, like Georgia beat 
Oregon, yeah. 49 to 3. That's a boat I race. thought that was motorboating. No, motorboating. Have you ever seen the movie Wedding Crashers? I have. Haven't seen it in a long time. Now, there is a line in the movie where he calls uh, him a motorboating SOB. Mm hmm. Now, now, you think you can do the math there? No, what is what is a motorboating yeah, SOB? You definitely know. I feel like you're just playing coy with us because I remember the time when I brought up like ATM, like automatic teller machine, and you thought it meant something else right. because your mind went to the dark side. Right. So I feel like you're just you're just saying this to be funny. No, I I, I just felt like I I the the phrase boat race. I've never heard that phrase before. Yeah, boat race. And I thought when one team beats another team really bad, that was what was called motorboating. But now what George is saying is that that's called boat racing. What is boat racing? What is, how, how does that make sense? To be boat raced, like you're just there, boom, like you're gone. You get on the boat, you're racing, you know, speedboats. You know, See back you in like the eight, late 80s, early 90s when that was like a big thing was racing the motorboats yeah. real fast. Yeah. Boat yeah, so, so people have hit me up on this and they're like, dude, you should check out, you know, I don't know if, what, what source of information I'm supposed to find it in, but motorboating is not when one team beats another no, team 49-3. No, it, it, it's more of a... Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Innuendo? No, no, no. I would say it's like um, the word I'm looking for. There is a phrase I'm searching for that I can't search for right now. It's like um, the lead up to when you have uh, you know relations mm -hmm. foreplay. Really? Some in that it's in that category. Oh, slang term for something in that realm. Yeah. First base. Yeah, like well, I feel like that's probably more like second base, to be honest with you. <laughs> at the very least. Well, I Lunch. think I, I I think this. I mean, that's first I, base fun, G. I mean, <laughs> good geez. for you. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to just decipher what the bases are. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to tell you guys this right now. We should retire the phrase "boat race" as a term that says, "Hey, Georgia beat Oregon forty-nine to three. Rather than boat racing, it should always be motorboating. It's way funnier. Okay. We'll do that. You can do it. How about that? All right. I'm I'm on a, I'm on a mission. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah, UCLA, still in, look, still in the hunt for the Pac-12, not not out of it completely. Because no, because you got Oregon, who's, what, I think 6-1 and one now. Yeah. And, you and know, UCLA USC. only dropped to 12, by the way, in the country. They're still, they're still there. Mm -hmm. you know? But U USC is, is you know, a one-loss team. Oregon's a one-loss team. UCLA, UCLA, same deal. Utah's two losses. Right. right. I mean, they're not out of it. No, they're not. So I'll be curious to see how it unfolds. But I'm also curious to see what big deal or no deal is like, and we'll have that in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away.
Thanks, Sedano. Super excited to be doing Big Deal or No Deal. Super excited. Just like Pat Bev. Haven't heard from him in a while. So, guys, uh, got a lot of football stuff that we haven't gotten to yet here in Big Deal or No Deal. And numero uno is the one and only very spiritual, calm Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Because Aaron Rodgers said after the Green Bay Packers lost yesterday that nobody would believe in them heading into a game next week against the Buffalo Bills. And in terms of the point spread, he's right. The Packers are big 10.5-point underdogs against the Bills for the Sunday night game. And that is a first for Rodgers. He has never been an underdog of double digits in his entire career. Is that a big deal or no deal, Sedano? I mean, it is a big deal because... We've never seen Aaron Rodgers deal with a situation where he has no no one he trusts around him that he can throw the damn ball to. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Going in the opposite direction, no deal. I mean, look, this is the season. The Buffalo Bills are considered the best team in football, and the Green Bay Packers are not considered the best team in their conference or even in their division right now. So for me, I'm going no deal. All right. I think uh, how weird would it be if we end up seeing like the end of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both at the same time in the same year. Well, it certainly looks like it's happening, that's for sure. End of an era, end of an era. All right, so the NFL is reviewing an alleged autograph interaction between two refs and Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans. The exchange was captured on video by a Panthers beat writer and posted on Twitter yesterday after the game. In the interaction, referees Trip Sutter and Jeff Lambert can be seen handing Evans a piece of paper and a writing utensil, at which point each of them stand by as Evan appears to write something down before handing the paper back to them. The collective bargaining agreement prohibits officials from directly asking players, coaches, or any other team personnel for autographs or memorabilia. But officials can seek autographs with direct requests through the league's officiating department. So I didn't even realize that this was a rule, but that if that is the case, which it seems to be, these guys clearly blatantly broke it. So I want to know if you think that the situation is a big deal or no deal, Cappy. I kind of think it's a big deal. I saw the video today and I've heard some of the discussion and I'm not sure anybody knows the details as to what was really going on, but it sure did look like the game was over and the Buccaneers weren't very good and they, they got smoked in this game. And the referees, it looked like after the game, they were like, yo, hey, man, hey, uh, hey, can you sign this for us? And he was like, yeah, man, I can sign it. In the meantime, this guy had a ball hit him directly in the hands early in the game that would have been an easy touchdown that he dropped. So it's like I can only imagine how frustrating it must have been for him. But, man, if if these guys were just autographs, saying, hey, my grandson wants your autograph, do you mind? Like, bro, um, wait till the game's over. Go take a shower and tell them that you're going to meet him at the locker room. I, I can't believe these guys would do this. They're going to risk their careers, right? So, in such a visible about. space. Yeah, like everybody nowadays has like their phones going all the time. Like that's why I'm confused. Why would they do that if they know that's a no-no? Like why would you do that in front of everybody? It's pretty stupid. We uh, and honestly, they're dumb because every if you go into a football stadium or an arena for that matter, um, if you have like everyone that gets on the field or on the court has a credential of some sorts. Even the officials, right? Like, even though they're dressed as officials, they have, like, a little credential that they, like, kind of clip to their belt or whatever. And on that thing, it says, no autographs, uh, no picture, you know, like, all that stuff, like, it says, uh, no gambling, whatever it says on it. And that's part of it. Like, you need to know that. Like, come on, man. Like, to your point, Cappy, if you're going to do that, you can do that in a more discreet way. Like, you call the PR person or you tell the PR person, hey, I have this charity situation. Can we get some of the guys to do this? And they'll take care of that, you know? Yeah. um, 
I, I've never asked a player in all the years of covering it. I've, I've never asked a player, hey, man, can I get this autograph? But Me I know neither. plenty of people in the TV business that would have access to these production meetings on Fridays and Saturdays and would say, hey, I've got a charity event down here. Would you mind signing a ball for me? And the, guy, the players were always great about it. I've never seen anybody not be cool about it. But the referees looked like they had a napkin. You yeah, know? it was just like a random little, it looked at least, like a random little piece of paper. He was like, hey, hey, can you sign this? And not only that, I feel like if you're going to ask somebody and like risk your career for an autograph, wouldn't you be asking Tom Brady instead of Mike Evans? That's what I thought. That was weird. I, I did take my son one time to a game. My, my son said to me, Dad, um, do you know Des Bryant? My son loved Des Bryant. I'm like, and of course, I don't really know Des Bryant, but I'm like, yeah, of course, I know Des. Des loves me. Yeah. So, so we go to this game, hey, and uh, we're on we're on the field before the game, and he's like, well, Dad, there's Des Bryant. I got to take a picture with him. I'm like, okay. So I walk up, and I'm like, yo, Des, what's up? Oh, what's up? You know, <laughs> you like would. as if, and and he looks at me, and he's like. Okay, like I think I've seen this guy a couple of times, maybe. <laughs> oh right? We hug it out. Me and Dez hug it out. We bring it in. I'm like, You're yo, man, I brought my cash. son down here for Thanksgiving just to meet you, dog. I'm like, can we take a picture? He's like, hell yeah, we take a picture. Took that picture. It was great. That's funny, Cap. God, that's such a cappy. You know, yeah. it's funny when my when my dad worked for like the Browns and the Cavs as their engineers. He, you know, you're not allowed to ask for for autographs. But at the time, there was no rule against pictures because people didn't have like the cell phone cameras in their pockets, like you know, at your beck and call, like they do now. My dad would carry around one of those those cameras that you have to put like the flash cubes in, like, yeah, a new oh one my every goodness. time. Yeah. And my dad always like jokes that he invented the selfie because he has all these pictures where like he took these selfies with these players and his he- head's like half cut off in it. And he's got you know him and Barkley, him and Michael Jordan and stuff. And he's like, well, at the time, like there was no rule against taking pictures with these guys. So, yeah, there's some funny pictures, but yeah. That is funny. All right. So uh, prior to this Sunday's win against the Broncos, second year wideout Elijah Moore requested a trade from the Jets because he was unhappy with his usage. I brought this up on Friday's Big Deal or No Deal. And I mentioned how the Jets had sent him home. He did not fly out with the rest of the team for Sunday's game in Denver. Well, to make optics even worse for Moore... On Sunday, Jets fans believe that they tracked down his alleged burner account, which he apparently uses to do nothing but gas himself up and reply to teammates and journalists. Come on. Yes. And as soon as it was discovered, the account mysteriously disappeared, got deleted. So I feel like this is kind of a big deal just based on like what has transpired with Moore over the past week. But wanted to ask you guys, do you or have you ever had any social media burner accounts? Sedano. No. (laughs) No. Never, no, I never. don't care. I don't even tweet enough anymore. Like I barely even tweet. All all my tweeting, and even that is somewhat limited at this stage, just because like you know I I want to be active at least every day or so. Well, every day for sure is in our community. But like I I don't care about what anybody says. You know how many people must be yelling at me on my Twitter right now about what I said on national television about Tom Brady today? Like I don't care. Cappy was probably using his burner account to. Yeah, he probably you. was. Were you? You know, it's so funny. I don't have one, and I should have one. Oh, you should. It I would legit- be on brand, actually. I legitimately should have a burner account, and I should be able to do everything you just said that this guy does, where he props himself up and he bangs on everybody else. Yeah. But I I, I will tell you guys, in the last two weeks that I have like limited my Twitter usage, mm-hmm. I'm not off completely. I've lurked. But and you're a happy I, guy, right? I, I'm telling you right now, I can't believe it. I feel like I've got so much more time in my life because I haven't spent my entire day tweeting. It's like you're getting part of your life back. Yeah. It's been great. When I uh, took my social media hiatus, 
I had a burner account because I kind of need one like to prep for the show because so much stuff like involved in what we talk about, what we do is on social media. Um, But yeah, I agree with you. I feel like the lack of engagement and interaction with people is what really like it's what really is so time consuming, you know? Yeah, I I literally for the last two plus weeks have spent probably 25 percent of the amount of time that I would normally spend on Twitter. And all of a sudden with that 75 percent not being used on Twitter, I feel like I've got a lot more time and I feel like I've got a lot less like angst. Good for you, Cappy. Thanks. Keep it going. But tomorrow, don't forget about tomorrow. You know, just pop in here and there, you know, when you're feeling it. Yeah, just don't forget tomorrow. Tomorrow. 1025. Yeah, eyeballs. All right, so last one really quick here. Marshawn Lynch, of course, the former Seahawks running back, went viral after he caught himself dropping an F-bomb during his live TV appearance, appearance on ESPN. The former Super Bowl champ was being interviewed during a game between the Washington Huskies and the California Golden Bears when he accidentally swore on live TV. Here's what it sounded like. I'm from, I'm from the Bay Area, but when I look around the stands and I see that these I mean, these stands, how they were when we were here, that kind of got me on tip. <laughs> so you, you kind of have to know what you're getting with Marshawn when you put him on live TV. So yeah. is this a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Nah, no big deal to me because, yeah, I mean, KYP, know your personnel. Yeah, no big deal for me either because um, you're taking that risk, number one. And number two, truth be told, if it's on cable TV, while it's frowned upon, it's really not against the law. Nobody's getting in trouble for that. Right. I love how he how he cursed and said dropped an F-bomb and then followed it up by being like, oops, and then censoring himself with an S-bomb instead. Like, yeah. that was definitely not as bad for him. <laughs> I love Marshawn Lynch. God, he is one of my favorite personalities ever in sports. Yep, I agree. Uh, all right, coming up next. Oh, you wanted to talk about House of the Dragon. Well, I saw I, I saw last night when I landed. I, so just keep this in mind. I landed last night about 1030. I didn't right. get home till about 1130. Yeah. So you saw my tweet. I saw your tweet that was like House of the Dragon season one. When unbelievable. You were, when you were lurking in the community. Right. And I was like, well, I, I got to watch tonight. And I did. And by the way, I was still kind of wired from the trip. I started a new series. I'm going to tell you what series that is, George, because I want to get you into this. If you're not already. Okay. We'll do that next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, are you up to? And you're okay. And you're fine to the window. And you're jumping. But you're pop up on a. Love this song. We brought up our favorite, like, Michael Jackson songs. I think it was Friday, right? Because Wikipedia wasn't here. I feel like this is one of my top five, like, for sure. Great jam. You've been tr- my, a smooth criminal. Ow! <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Cappy, Cappy, Cappy. So what did you make of, uh, you know, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, you probably should just move on. From I mean, it's literally, we have like 12 minutes left in the show. Um, so it's okay. 
But uh, we're going to talk about House of the Dragon here for a second. Yeah, I'll, I'll try not to get too detailed because I want everybody to watch it before but, but, we get But real deeper. quick, can I yeah. shout out my guy, Jason Concepcion, um, network uh, with a three instead of an E. Um, he hosts the official HBO pod. He's so good at it, man. Like I listened to that thing every Sunday night after the episode. It was so good. I shouted him out on Twitter. Um, How long is the podcast? Usually every episode is like an hour. I mean, so I just watched the show for an hour. Now I listen to a podcast. I mean, about if you're really into the show, like you'll listen because they have some ins- good insight and they always have like a special guest on one of the actors. Um, yesterday they had uh, Ryan, whatever his name is, who's like the creator, writer, showrunner, et cetera, of House of the Dragon. So it's just good to get like they get to pick that person's brain about the episode and the characters, you know? Yeah, I've been sticking around and watching, you know, post credits. Yeah, the actors and you know writers and whatever all discussing the episode itself and what was you know what their thought was on what was happening. Mm-hmm. I'll just say this: um, I thought season one of House of the Dragon was outstanding, and I know earlier in the season I was confused by some things, yeah. and it, it kind of took me a little bit of time to really catch up. Yeah, and I haven't watched it. I've only watched each episode once. I know sometimes I, there was one episode I think I went back and watched like a part of it a second time. Yeah, but I thought it was great, and I thought that um, in last night's episode again, without giving it away, the big climax of the season when uh, the one-eyed dude and then the little guy, yeah, Eamon and yeah. Uh, and Luke, yeah. yeah, and their respective birds. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, dragons. dragons yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they have a, a moment. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't want to give it away, yeah. but I'll just say, like, at that point, I was like... The result of that moment and when Damon goes up to Rhaenyra and tells her about that situation, right. and the, the look that she has when she turns to the camera is out of control chilling. Right, because the, the beauty of the episode was that as she is supposed to be the... Um, the queen the, who was trying to be, like, thoughtful and not, like throw everybody into war right she was trying to be like her father where she was actually going to consider things and yeah. she was going to take her time and yeah. she was going to be you know uh, this was she was not just you know some war she became enraged enraged yes. right yeah. and so now for season two we we get the it's sense on. that it's on. right yeah. that she has decided yeah. okay it's on. i was tr- i was trying to be nice i was trying to be diplomatic but now it's time for us to just there, there's going to be bloodshed it's on it's on yeah. now yeah so interesting, you know, you were watching, you, you put out this tweet last night, and I got home late, and I was like, I have to watch House of the Dragon, I have to know what happened. So I watched it, and unlike you, who then sits down and listens to an hour's worth of a podcast, I still had more time in me, I wasn't ready to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I started a new series last night, tell me if anybody has watched this yet, it came highly recommended, my son told me, you gotta watch this, he actually even put this on it, he said, as a human being... You must see this. Okay. Okay? <laughs> and then this past weekend, I was visiting with some friends in Pittsburgh, and I was like, and we were just sitting around chatting. I'm like, yo, you guys into any series? You guys have any strong recommendations? And they told me about this. And I'm like, okay, I got to watch. Has anybody started yet on, um, on Netflix the Dahmer series? Yeah, I watched it. I haven't seen it Not yet. yet. No, Not but yet. I've heard it's great. All right, so Lindsay, you've already taken down the whole thing? Yeah, and to, for somebody to give you a recommendation and say that it's great, I feel like you have to be a very disturbed individual because I had a very hard time watching it. Like, well, when I, they, when I they couldn't said it was really great. Like, watch it, really. Yeah, when they said it was great, I think what they were trying to say was it was really, really well done. The acting was really incredible. And you get 
at least, you know, a version of a story that I don't know about the rest of you guys, but, you know, I don't remember what year the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff was. In the I just, 80s? Yeah, I just, was it really that long ago, the 80s? I want to yeah. say late 80s, early 90s. Late, okay. It was a nine, like early 90s. Yeah, late, oh, yeah, it started in the late 80s. Yeah. Well, regardless, I mean, like, I know the name Jeffrey Dahmer, and if you say to me Jeffrey Dahmer, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's a guy who killed a bunch of people, eight people, you know, like, that's, like, I don't know the details of it. Yeah. And, George, I watched episode one last night. Mm-hmm. What I did not know about the series, and I'll give you a hint, it's not that I'm giving away the story, but it starts kind of at the end and it works its way back. So in other words, you find out in episode one that he's already, the cops have found him. But now, I have, tonight I'll go into episode two. Now I, what I've been told from people, Lindsay, you've seen it, so maybe you have an opinion on this. I was told that episode one was so disturbing that people got, were ready for two but by the time they got through three, it was already like completely ridiculously boring. No, I just thought the whole thing was really gross. And like I watched the first episode and I was like, this is not for me. And then my sister was like, oh, just watch it. Because, you know, we, we always like watch shows and talk about them. And it was one of those things where I put it on and it, and it was like background because it was just dis- disturbing and disgusting. And I feel like I'm the opposite of you, Cap. I feel like we've heard so much about that guy. Like, no, we don't need to be like sitting here like, I don't know. I just I just feel like it's a gross thing to like revisit. Well, I know some people think that, you know, glorifying yeah, it is. a serial is. killer is like inspiring a new generation of serial killers that mm-hmm. are sitting there in their mom's basement going, I want them to one day do a Netflix documentary about me. I don't know about that part, but I feel like it definitely glorifies the, the serial killer, you know, aspect yeah. of it. It's, yeah. I don't know, I just feel like it was a very difficult thing to watch. Well, and, I mean, I, I'm yeah. going to go back, I'm going to try and watch episode two tonight because this football game is probably not going to do much for me when we get off the air. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you guys one other thing that I've started. Tell which, me another thing you've started. Because you know I'm bad at finishing, but I'm good at starting. Yeah, yeah. That's what Rachel says. Um, that, that's, hey, now. Uh, yeah. I'm, listen, at, at where we are today, you might be right. Um, I've also started watching <laughs> Better Call Saul. <laughs> Um, oh, I heard no, Better Call good. Saul had great, uh, great ending. Yes, it was very good. I, it was I, very. I was sad when it was over. I'm not into the Breaking Bad universe, although my wife has seen Breaking Bad. She doesn't watch Better Call Saul. Um, I've never seen it. I'm about seven I saw episodes. Three, I saw three episodes of Breaking Bad, and it was so boring to start that it just it didn't. I was like, I'm out. I I, thought I was this, the same way. Yeah, so was I. So I watched Breaking Bad. I thought Breaking Bad was great, and that was because Jim Lampley, name drop, advertised to me. Oh. That Breaking Bad is the greatest television series in the history oh, of television. Listen, I know multiple people that will say that. So I watched Breaking Bad. I loved it. It was great. I think it was the best ending of any series I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I started watching Better Call Saul because I wanted to you know keep it going. One episode in, I was out. But I heard Mason in Ireland for so long bragging about it. And I just, a couple weeks ago, I was on a flight. I, I took down two episodes. And now I'm like seven episodes into season one. And it's really good. I mean, really good. I liked it better than Breaking Bad, because mostly because I like the guy. Um, what's his name? Mike, Michael. Yeah. The the bald guy. Yeah. He was. I liked him the best. Oh, the guy who's a former Philadelphia cop. That guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I forget I his name, but he yeah. he was my favorite. You know what it is, man. Um, I um, I just I don't have a lot of time. Well, I I'm always one of these people that says the same thing. Like, how do you watch all this stuff? Yeah. And yet again, I was on a flight. I took down a couple episodes, and then. If I'm in a hotel and I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll watch an episode. And then once you get addicted to it, then you can't stop. But then what happens is I wind up stopping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I want to go back to succession, but I don't remember where I left off. (laughs) 
Well, season three is starting soon. I know, but I don't remember where I left. Oh, it's only season three? Yeah, success. Oh, I can I can easily go back into like the midpoint of season two though and, and catch back up. Yeah. I still haven't finished Ted Lasso. That's easy though. You only have like two or three more episodes. I know, but the problem is remember I thought I had Apple TV. And you, now you don't. I don't have Apple and the TV. Season, the new season's supposed to start in November. Well guess what? Ted Lasso in real life gave his dog away because he didn't want it anymore. What do yeah, you Lindsay's down on Jason Sudeikis. No, I've heard some bad stories about him. Why he? he we had don't a have, dog? Let's not let's not say what you've heard on the air. Yeah, I, w- I won't say it. I've just heard that he's not. You know, just I've just heard some very and then that's whole- disappointing. By the way, you know, also I heard that about like I well I heard some a friend of mine had a bad experience with a guy who I love as an actor. Um, God, say anything. His name just escaped. John me. Cusack. John Cusack. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. like him too. That's so disappointing. Yeah, I have a friend who did an interview with him here at ESPN. How the hell did I just get to that? Like, yeah. say anything, John Cusack. That yeah, was well, good. I told you I was actor. feeling pretty sharp today. Yeah, yeah. You know who I would be really bummed if I heard bad things about? Like mm. Paul Rudd. I adore Paul Rudd. Well, I heard he's super nice. Okay, good, because yeah. that would be like very. Yeah, I've heard. He's that super would be nice. disturbing. Not me. I've uh, heard he's a real tool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right, I made that up. Yeah. Hey, Cappy. So, did you play the Powerball today? Six hundred and twenty-five million. I did not. Um, you got about not much actually. How, I think I was, it's four minutes. I was like literally on this app trying to buy a ticket right now. Oh, you can buy a, a ticket on an app? Yeah, it's called like Mido Lotto. No way! I thought you had to go into like a Seven Eleven. I thought so too. Are you sure you're getting the Someone right ticket? Someone in the community tweeted about it. All right, all right. Well, I bought one at a gas station the traditional way. Yeah, and how many did you buy? I bought ten bucks worth. Okay, I'll give you five dollars. We partners. <laughs> no, I'll Venmo you. I'll Venmo you ten dollars right now. So therefore, I paid for the tickets, but we're partners. Yes or no? What's that? Is he cutting out? <laughs> Tomorrow, Sedan will disappear. We'll never hear from him again. I mean, listen, the chances of winning are one in five billion. You might as well let me pay for all the tickets, and if by chance we win, <laughs> then what? But then, I, how can I buy sided from you if I don't win? We'll be partners at that point. <laughs> and then we can be sided together? Oh, right. Side by sided? By we'll two, be side by sided. That's actually pretty good. I like that. <laughs> side by sided. Oh, man. But you got to take like the you got to take the cash option there. Yeah, for sure. I'm not waiting around. I'm Yeah. I, listen, if I win $650 million and the cash option is $285 million, give me the 285. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's like it's actually less than 50% now. They uh, it used to be like about 55%, now it's less than 50%, but it's still fine. Like don't get me wrong. I'll take the 200. Then you got the taxes. Like basically after taxes like 180 million. Right. He won $680 million in the lottery. He took home $100 million. Hey man, listen. It's fine by me. 100 million I didn't have before. All right, Cappy, great job. We'll talk to you mañana here for lit, okay? And your big announcement on the community on Twitter. That's right. All right. See ya. Great job, Lindsay and Funchy too. Lakers talk with Slee is next.